0: So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today.
1: Shalom, this is Harriet and I will be reading for you today, this uh, Monday, the 5th of February or the 26th of Shabbat on the Hebrew calendar. This week we are in a parasha or portion from the Torah which is called Mishpatim and that means judgments. The scripture reading from the Torah will today be Exodus or Shemot chapter 21 verse 20 to chapter 22 and verse 4, however if you are reading from a Bible with the Hebrew verse counting you would read uh, only to verse 3 in chapter 22. Let's thank the Lord and bless him for his word before we start reading the scriptures. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So let's start in Exodus 21. If a man strikes his male or female servant with a staff who dies by his hand, he must surely be punished. Notwithstanding, if the servants get up in a day or two, he will not be punished, for he is his property. If men fight and hit a pregnant woman so that her child is born early, yet no harm follows, the one who hit her is to be strictly fined according to what the woman's husband demands of him. He must pay as the judges determine. But if any harm follows, then you are to penalize life for life, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, blow for blow. If a man strikes the eye of his male or female slave and destroys it, he must let him go free for the sake of his eyesight. If he strikes out his slave's tooth, he must let him go free for the sake of his tooth. If an axe gores a man or a woman so that they die, the ox must surely be stoned and its meat is not to be eaten, but the owner of the ox will be cleared. If the ox was given to Goring in times past, and a warning has been given to its owner, yet he has not kept it pent up, and it has killed a man or a woman, then the ox must be stoned, and its owner must also be put to death. If instead a ransom is placed on him, then he is to pay for the redemption of his life, whatever is demanded. Whether it has gored a son or daughter, this rule is to be applied to him. If the ox gores a male or female slave, he is to pay thirty shekels of silver to their master, and the ox is to be stoned. If one under uncovers a pit or digs a pit and does not cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls in, the owner of the pit must pay compensation. He is to give money to the owner, and the dead animal will be his. If one man's ox hurts another's ox so that it dies, they are to sell the live ox and divide the price. They are also to divide the dead one. Or if it becomes known that the ox was given to violence in times past, and its owner has not kept it pent up. He must surely pay ox for ox, and the dead animal will be his own. If a man steals an ox or a sheep, or kills it or sells it, he is to pay five oxen for one ox or four sheep for one sheep. If a thief found breaking in is struck so that he dies, there is no blood guilt for him. But if the sun has risen there is blood guilt, and he is to make full restitution. If he has nothing, then he must be sold for his theft. If the item is found in his hand alive, whether ox, donkey, or sheep, he is to pay double. That was Exodus twenty one twenty through twenty two four. That was the scripture reading from the Torah. Now we will read from the prophets. And today it is first Kings or Melachim Aleph chapter fourteen. At that time Avia, Yahovam's son, fell sick. Yahuvam said to his wife, please. Go disguise yourself so they won't recognize you as Yeruvam's wife and go to Shiloh. Look, the prophet Achia, who told me that I would be king over these people, is there. Take with you ten loaves, biscuits and a jar of honey and go to him. He will tell you what will happen to the boy. Yeruvam's wife did so. She got up and went to Shiloh and came to the house of Achiah. Now Achiah could not see, for his eyes were dim because of his age. The Lord had told Achiah, Look, Yeruvam's wife is coming to ask you about her son, for he is sick. You are to say such and such to her, for she will be in disguise." As soon as Achiah heard the sound of her feet as she came through the door, he said Come in, wife of Yahuam, why does disguise? But I have been sent to you with a difficult message. Go tell Yahuam, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I raised you up from among the people and made you leader over my people Israel. I tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you. Yet you have not been like my servant David who kept my commandments and followed me with all his heart, doing only what was right in my eyes. Instead you have done more evil than all who were before you and have gone and made yourself other gods, molten images to vex me and have cast me behind your back." Therefore, I am about to bring evil on the house of Yeruvam. I will cut off to Yeruvam even one man, bond and free in Israel. I will burn up the house of Yahuvam, as one burns the dung until it is all gone. Anyone who belongs to Yahuvam and dies in the city, the dogs will eat, and anyone who dies in the field, the birds of the sky will eat. For the Lord has spoken it. As for you, arise and go to your house. As soon as you set your foot in the town, the boy will die. All Israel will lament over him and bury him. For it is only him of Yahuwah's house who will be buried. Because in him alone, of all Yeruvah's house, something good was found toward the Lord, the God of Israel. Moreover, the Lord will raise up for himself a king over Israel, who will cut off the house of Jehovah that day. So now, what else? The Lord will strike Israel until it sways like a reed in the water. He will uproot Israel from this good land that he gave to their fathers, and will scatter them beyond a river, because they have made their Asherah poles, provoking the Lord. So he will give up Israel because of the sins of Jeroboam which he committed and caused Israel to commit. Then Jeroboam's wife got up, left and went to Tirzah. As soon as she stepped over the threshold of the house, the child died. They buried him, and all Israel lamented over him, just as the word of the Lord that he spoke through his servant Achia the prophet. As for the rest of the deeds of Yeruvam, how he made war and how he reigned, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. The days that Yahuvam reigned were twenty-two years, and then he slept with his fathers. His son Nadav reigned in his place. Meanwhile, Rehavam, son of Shlomo, reigned in Yehuda. Rehavam was forty-one years old when he became king, and he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem, the city where the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name. His mother's name was Naamah the Ammonites. Yehuda did what was evil in the Lord's eyes. They provoked him to jealousy with more than all that their forefathers had done with the sins that they committed. They also built for themselves high places, sacred pillars and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every leafy tree. And there were also male cult prostitutes in the land. They did the same abominations as those of the nations that the Lord had driven out before the children of Israel. Now it came to pass in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, King Shishak of Mitzrayim marched against Jerusalem. He took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the royal palace. He took away everything, even taking all the golden shields that Shlomo had made. So King Rahavam made in their place bronze shields and committed them to the hands of the captains of the guard, watching over the doorway of the royal palace. Whenever the king went to the house of the Lord, the guard would carry them and bring them back into the guard room. Now the rest of the deeds of Rehavam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Yehudah? There was war between Rehavam and yahuvam continually. Then Rehavam slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. His mother's name was Naamah the Ammonite. Then his son Aviah, became king in his place. That was First Kings 14. Now we have come to the portion of the writings and we will read Psalm 105. Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Tell about all his wonders. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember his wonders that he has done, his miracles and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant. O children of Yaakov, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the word he commanded for a thousand generations, which he made with Abraham and swore to Yitzchak and confirmed to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I give the land of Canaan, the portion of your inheritance. When they were but few in number, few indeed, and foreigners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. For their sake he rebuked kings. Touch not my anointed ones, and do my prophets no harm. He called down a famine on the land. He broke the whole supply of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with shackles. He was put in irons. Till the time that his word came true, the word of the Lord proved him true. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the peoples set him free. He made him lord over his house, ruler over all his possessions to discipline his princes at his will, and teach his elders wisdom. Then Israel came into Mitzrayim, Yaakov sojourned in the land of Ham. He made his people very fruitful, and made them more numerous than their foes. He turned their hearts to hate his people, to deal shrewdly with his servants. He sent Moshe his servant, and Aharon whom he had chosen, They performed his signs among them, miracles in the land of Ham. He sent darkness, and it was dark, so they did not rebel against his words. He turned their waters into blood, causing their fish to die. Their land swarmed with frogs, even in their royal chambers. He spoke, and a swarm of gnats came within all their borders, he gave them a rain of hail, flames of fire throughout their land. He struck their vines and their fig trees, and shattered the trees of their country. He spoke, and a locust came, young locusts without number, to eat up every green thing in their land, and eat up the fruit of their ground. Then he struck all the firstborn in their land, the firstfruits of all their vigor, Then he brought them out with silver and gold, and no one among his tribes faltered. Mitzrayim was glad when they left, for dread of them had fallen on them. He spread a cloud as a covering, and fire to give light at night. They asked, and he brought quail, and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened a rock, and waters gushed out flowed as a river in dry places. For he remembered his holy word to Abraham his servant. So he brought forth his people with joy, his chosen ones with singing. He gave them the lands of the nations, so they inherited the labor of the peoples, so that they might keep his statutes and observe his loss. Hallelujah. That was Psalm 105. And our final portion from the Apostolic Writings. Today we will read from John or Yohanan, chapter 2. On the third day there was a wedding at Cana in the Galil. Yeshua's mother was there, and Yeshua and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran out, Yeshua's mother said to him, They don't have any wine. Yeshua said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with you and me? My hour hasn't come yet. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone jars used for the Jewish ritual of purification, each holding two to three measures. Yeshua said to them, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them up to the top. Then he said to them, Take some water out and give it to the head waiter. And they brought it. Now the head waiter did not know where it had come from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. As the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, he calls the bridegroom and says to him, Everyone brings out the good wine first, and whenever they are drunk, then the worse. But you reserve the good wine until now. Yeshua did this, the first of the signs in Cana of the Galil. He revealed His glory, and His disciples believed in Him. After this, Yeshua went down to Kfar Nahum with His mother, brothers, and disciples, and they stayed there a few days. The Jewish feast Jewish feast, of Pesach was near, so Yeshua went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found the merchants selling oxen, sheep, and doves, also the money changers sitting there. Then he made a whip of cords and drove them all out of the temple, both the sheep and oxen. He dumped out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those selling doves, he said, Get these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it is written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Judean leaders responded, What sign do you show us since you are doing these things? Destroy this temple, Yeshua answered them, and in three days I will raise it up. The Judean leaders then said to him, Forty-six years this temple was being built, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was talking about the temple of his body. So after he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he was talking about this. Then they believed the scripture and the word that Yeshua had spoken. Now, when he was in Jerusalem for the Pesach, during the feast, many believed in his name, seeing the signs he was doing. But Yeshua did not entrust himself to them, because he knew all men. He did not need anyone to testify about man, for he knew what was in man. that was John chapter 2 now if you are reading twice through the apostolic writings this cycle you would also read 1 Timothy chapter 2 today this has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms I pray that you will have a blessed day may the word that you've listened to be an encouragement to you, give you wisdom and strength that you need through your day for now Shalom from Israel. Until next time.